0: Freedom
1: from frustration. Amen. So um I don't know if I wanna yeah, let's let's read the text this morning. I just wanna I'm gonna more teach this morning. Let's read the chapter and then we will go back and we will talk about some major points to this chapter in Hosea he says, when I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they committed falsehood, and the thief cometh in, and a troop of robbers spoileth without, and they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about, and they are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers, as an oven heated by the baker who ceases from rising after he had kneaded the dough until it be leavened. In the day of our king and princes made him sick with bottles of wine, he stretched out his hand with scorners. For they have made ready their heart like an oven, while they lay in wait. Their baker sleepeth all the night, in the morning it burneth as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven, and have devoured their judges. All their kings are fallen. There is none among them that call to me. Ephraim hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a king not turned. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, great hearers are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth not. And the pride of Israel testify to his face, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without heart. They call to Egypt and go to Assyria. When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them. I will bring them down as the fowls of heaven. I will chastise them as their congregation hath heard. Woe unto them, for they have fled from me. Destruction unto them, because they have transgressed against me. Though I have redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me and they have not cried unto me with their heart. When they have howled upon their beds, they assemble themselves for corn and wine. They rebel against me. Though I have bound and strengthened their arms, yet do they imagine mischief against me. They return, but not to the most high. They are like a deceitful bow Their princes shall fall by the sword for their rage and their tongue. Thus, this shall be the derision in the land of Egypt. I'm talking to you about freedom from frustration. That was a mouthful in that chapter. How many times have we asked, why doesn't God heal us? Why doesn't he bless us? Why hasn't he delivered us? Why are we going through the things that we go through? Maybe we ask God, how long does this have to go on? I'm pretty sure he understands and he sees the dilemma and the plight that we are in as his people. But could it be that we may be frustrating the blessings of God? Frustration is defined as the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of the inability to change or achieve something. Have you ever felt frustrated like you, like, like you know you want your, your life to be in a certain place, that you expect your life to be in a certain place, but you're frustrated and annoyed because you haven't achieved that thing yet, and you're wondering what's going on. With your life, I mean, or even beyond what we see going on in our world today, you could just be really frustrated about where you are in life, and you could be mad at God or frustrated with your Christian walk. If I'm not talking, if I'm talking to somebody, just wave a hand, just just let me know. I'm not talking to myself I know I know there's been times I- I've been frustrated. I'm like God, you know. Ooh, Ooh, why am I at this place of where I'm at? It's, you, you don't want to be there to the sense of where you're feeling or you're sounding like you're ungrateful right. with what God is, has done, you know, because we're grateful and we're thankful with where God has us, but we know that we want to be in a better place. Amen. Right, right. We, we talked about last week, we talked about a change in landscape. Right, but what do you do when the landscape doesn't change? What do you do when 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 God just isn't moving to change the landscape? It could be that we are frustrating the plan and the will of God in our lives. So let's 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 be clear about the blessings that I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not talking about physical blessings. I'm not talking about, you know, cars and houses and,
0: and, and a bank account that you can't, you, you don't know what to do with. I'm talking about the
1: blessings of peace the blessings of joy the the, the spiritual blessings that and, and, and it doesn't mean that God doesn't want to bless us materially cuz he he sure enough does that but what good is it to have material blessings if you don't have spiritual blessings that accompany you
0: yeah
1: right if you don't have peace uh, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 says that the blessings of the Lord make us rich and add no sorrow But there are a lot of people who have a lot of blessings, but they don't have any peace.
0: They have sorrow.
1: So Hosea chapter 7 shows us how Israel frustrated the work of God and purposes in their lives. And it's just like we do today. Galatians chapter 2 verse 21 says this. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if the righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. Right? Frustrating the grace of God. Think about that. What does it mean? Because we know that grace means, you know, unmerited favor. But it also means God's grace is an empowerment to achieve something. That in order to be and, and see God's will and purposes, Performed in our lives. We need grace on our lives in order to do that. It's gonna take a supernatural empowerment to achieve whatever God's plan is for our lives. Agree? And a lot of times if we frustrate the grace of God by trying, see, we're not gonna see God's will done just by doing a lot of religious rituals. But 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 we have to align ourselves. And obedience, they were that word. Somebody told me, said, Pastor, I thought you were delivered from cussing. I just said a cuss word, obedience. A lot of church folk don't like to hear that word. But God is still a God of, uh, he, he requires
0: exact obedience. Will
1: done in our lives. And this is what he shows us. So watch this. <sighs> this is gonna be a hard word to get across because this ain't a run around, you know, and hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, it's gonna rain blessings on me. Message. This is we need to line ourselves up. It's time for it's time for the church to line itself up. Amen. Amen. Look what he says in verse one when I would have healed Israel. So that tells me one thing. It says that God wants to heal us. It says that God wants to bless us. And 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 very much so. He wants the glory, he wants his glory to be displayed in his people, right? So he says this, when I would have healed you, then Ephraim now Ephraim that, that, that name itself means favor. It means blessing it means it means supernatural favor and blessings that they were walking. That's what Ephraim the name represented. But they were walking in something totally opposite to what their name represented. Right? He said then The iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they committed falsehood, and the thief comes in, and a troop of robbers spoileth without. Here's what happened. God wanted to bless us. He wants to bless us. But then there was something found in us. Iniquity. Iniquity is that thing that stems from the heart? Iniquity is when you sin and the sin no longer becomes something you do without. It's something that is infected within. So when when we when we commit sin, we commit sin, we've all we all fall short and come glory of, of, of the glory of God. But once that sin becomes a part of you, it is now iniquity. It is something that is in your heart, and that iniquity transforms to wickedness. Wickedness is an evilness. It's, wickedness is defined in the Bible when he, when oh, when the writer of Hosea is using this word wickedness. It is defining that there is no serious desire to change. That's that's what it means. It means that Ephraim, even, even though they. Oh, oh, God! Heal us! Bring us out! Deliver us! There was no real desire to change, and so what they were doing was they were committing, they were doing falsehood. Let, let me let me bring this to to our to so, to where we can understand it. You remember in the Bible where it says where Jesus was going to heal, and he said he asked the man, "Do you want to be made whole?" And a lot of times we wonder why would Jesus ask this question to a man that was in a state for over 38 years in a condition. Do you want to be made whole? Because a lot of times we're asking God to heal us, but we really don't want to be healed. Because he was operating in this situation for 38 years. It had become part of him. And because you're doing, when he says committing falsehood, when you're doing falsehood, it means that you are functioning in a false way. So you could look good on the outside. But it's like saying you are a functioning alcoholic. You ever, you ever yeah. seen a functioning alcoholic that they could drink? They, they can't even work unless they drink. And you're wondering how, if you th- consume alcohol, you're falling all over the place. But if they don't consume alcohol, they can't do their job right. They they have been operating in that way for so long, it becomes a falsehood. So in their mind, they believe that they cannot operate without the alcohol. And if you try to get them to work without being drunk, they do a worse job than they do if they were drunk. Uh And that's exactly what a lot of church folk do. They, They are functioning church folk. They're they, 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 they they're drunk on a lot of outward things and motions and things that go on, but really they don't want to be healed from whatever their situation is. They are functioning in a falsehood. And so that's what he said. He said, I, I would have healed you, but I found iniquity and I found falsehood. And what this did was it left a door open for the enemy to come in and rob them now. Let's go. He said, now this is, what does what John 10.10 10, say? The thief come in, but not f-
0: When the enemy comes in to steal what we
1: have It's because there is iniquity, falsehood, and we're operating in ways that we shouldn't be operating in. And so we leave a door open for the enemy to come in and rob us. So we want to ask God, why hasn't he healed us? Why hasn't he delivered us? Why hasn't he did whatever? The question we need to ask is where have we left a door open for the enemy to come in and rob us? Mm There's a door open. Now, I got to deal with this for a minute because some of y'all take notes and remember what I preach. Some of y'all. <laughs> but so so you remember last week I told you that the enemy doesn't have your stuff. Right? God has your stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm operating in falsehood, If I leave a door open, if there's an area in my life that I'm not walking in the fullness of my deliverance and the enemy comes in and he's robbing and stealing, what does he come to steal, to kill, and destroy? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. He wants to steal our peace and he wants to steal and destroy our relationship with our father. That's what he's coming after. He's coming after relationship. He does that by
0: using, by taking away.
1: Oh my God! He uses material things to disturb our spiritual peace. Wow. Yeah. That's that's interesting. But but because here's what it, here's what happens. God doesn't renege on his gifts. He can't. The Bible says that his gifts are without repentance, right? So God doesn't give you something, then take it away. It's not. He, he he can't do that because he wouldn't be God. So therefore, but he will allow the enemy to steal and take away some stuff, but he still reserves the right to restore it because
0: it's his in the first place. Yes. Thank you, Lord
1: can't take it back he'll allow the devil to go ahead and remove it but he still reserves the right to return it that's joke so when 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 God when when the enemy wanted to come in, what did God what what did God say about your he said, listen, if if you go ahead and remove the hedge from him, he'll curse you to his face. He didn't say anything about he's gonna be mad because you took the stuff. He said, if you allow me to remove everything in his life, he'll he'll stop the relationship he has with you. Hmm. Yeah. And so God said, Go ahead, you can take his stuff, but I am so invested in the relationship that I know. He, I know the character and the relationship that was built that Joe won't curse me to my face. So, so, so God, because he says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, everything belongs to God. So when the enemy starts taking stuff from you and he starts messing with your body, he starts messing with your health, he starts doing things and you begin to ask and want to question God. You have to understand that even though God will allow the enemy to attack in areas, he always reserves the right to go ahead and restore and heal. And that's good news. So, but here's how, amen? Amen. So here's how Ephraim is moving amen. up. And here's how, here's what we have to look out for. He says this, he says in verse two, they consider not their hearts that I remember. Now, whenever you see the word remember in the Bible, you have to always understand that that word remember is tied to covenant. Alright? The word remember is tied to covenant. So what is he saying? He's saying they consider not in their hearts while well, they're doing all this wickedness that I remember all their wickedness, and now their doings have beset them about before my face. He says this their doings have beset them. The word beset beset means to cause a problem or a difficulty. That's why the Bible says. Do not become, he said, beware of the sin that so easily beset you, right? That gets you out of al- alignment with your father. So when we're operating out of covenant, we allow things to beset us. God is saying, I remember the wickedness. I, I remember because I am in covenant. That word is in covenant. Remember, in, in Genesis, he said, I'm going to place a rainbow in the sky so that when I look at the rainbow, I will remember covenant. The covenant that I made with my children to never destroy them again. So that word, remember, when we just took communion, he said, do this in remembrance. Covenant. There's a covenant being that is being held. So when we are operating in falsehood and in disobedience, we are breaking covenant. Yeah. We are covenant is contract. God doesn't have to honor the contract if we don't honor our part of the contract. Right, right, right. So a lot of us want to go to God claiming stuff that's in the contract, right. but we broke the contract. Yes. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens, but I had to eat this first. So so that's why we can't just go ahead and do what we want to do and expect God to bless us. We have to go and we have to look and examine ourselves and our lives and see where it is we have messed up in the contract. All right, so somebody say, I got to get this contract right. You might need to you might need to go back here, Amen. So here's what happens. This is what 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 Ephraim does. I I know you don't do it. I know you know we don't do this because we're perfect
0: and we don't do this. But
1: they make the king glad with their wickedness and princes with their lies. Verse verses three through seven. Let's put it all together. They are all adulterers. As a heated oven by the baker who ceases not from rising after he kneaded the dough until it be leaven. In that day of our king and princess had made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hand with scorners for they made ready their hearts like an oven while they lay in wait. Their baker sleepeth all night and in the morning it burns as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven and have devoured their judges. Their kings are fallen, and there is none that calleth unto me. Listen to this, man. Here's the problem.
0: And here's how God people. Here's how you know. The enemy, this is how he moves. This is how he creates
1: the dilemma, the destruction and the depravity of man. This is where uh, society has fallen as a whole. The first thing that they do, people do, is they are more concerned with pleasing the world instead of pleasing God. They make the kings happy with their wickedness and the princes with their lives. How, how of us are more concerned with what people think than what God thinks. That's when you know you are on a slippery slope, when you are worried about the opinion of man rather than the opinion of God. He said he made the king glad because of the wickedness. And when we see this word adulterous here, this, this word adultery here is always tied, watch this, it's tied with idolatry. So, you may be saying, well, I didn't commit adultery. But there is some idolatry that is going on in the body of Christ. And this is how it manifests itself. Because the Bible tells us in Romans that we are to make no provisions for the flesh. Nor to fulfill the desires of the flesh. Right? So, here's what they do. They heat the oven. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. The first thing that happens, you heat the oven. I know I know, I got a lot of, I know we done had some fifth Sundays, and I know I got a lot of cookers up in here, right? Some people that know how to cook. So the first thing you got to do when you're going to cook something, you're going to heat the oven, right? Mm-hmm. right? You, you're going to make sure that the oven reaches the proper temperature for whatever it is you're cooking. Mm-hmm. I want to let you know that the enemy is a master chef. He knows exactly how hot the oven has to be in order to cook up what you like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoa. So while while the oven oven is heating, you go about doing your business. Because you're waiting for a bell to go off to say that it's at the right temperature. You've already prepped everything. Right? They needed the dough. The dough is ready. The dough gotta rise. It's gotta sit. So you you don't even know that the enemy is getting your flesh ready. See, I'm gonna tell He used to work with me a lot with with anger, and not wanting to talk about stuff. Maybe maybe it ain't sex for you. Maybe it ain't you know drugs wasn't your thing. Maybe but maybe they but there's some things that that definitely get your attention. You understand? So there's some circumstances that he'll allow to happen in your life that'll get you just right. Like you might have an argument with your wife. You might be, you know, you might, you might be mad at your kids or somebody at your job just says something to, to really just, you know, give. We'll say it like this. Give me a reason. And that's 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 how the first manifests itself. That's how you know the oven is being heated. When you are in a place where you say, just give me a reason. Because the enemy just is looking for a reason to go ahead and get whatever you want cooked up. Now if it is Right. Personal stuff. You understand? The, the oven is being heated. And then, you know, he, he, he says he, he, they drink and get sick with bottles of wine. So the enemy has to get you a, a little intoxicated on something before he can go ahead and, and put you in the oven. Because you ain't just going to jump in the
0: oven.
1: Right. You, you got to be just drunk enough for him to go ahead and put you in the oven.
0: Right.
1: And now, okay, James 1, chapter 3, 3, in verse 13 through 15, says it like this. Let no man say when he is tempted that he is tempted by the Lord because God can't be tempted by evil. I'm paraphrasing. You go ahead and read it. But he said each man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust, oven heated, and then once the temptation is conceived, Right, and the desire is worked in, then he goes up forth and brings forth sin, and then sin brings forth destruction. There is a process to being cooked, right. and that's all Hosea is saying. He's saying Ephraim doesn't even know that the oven is being heated, and then he says, they, They're all then you go to sleep, and then you wake up, and yet until that thing is so burning, you're burning with lust that now you got to fulfill. that are going, you don't see half of the people, some of them ain't wearing no masks. They're sweating. It's a hundred degrees outside. Everybody's sweating and yelling Black Lives Matter and don't know that they spreading COVID-19. Hey,
0: Pastor.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you ain't got to tell me. I know I'm right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know it, it, we have to be very careful. It, it becomes a situation where and here's what happens and I'm almost done because here's the, here comes the problem verse eight says eight Ephraim favor right has gotten mixed up among the people and what happens is we get mixed up with the wrong people yeah. we get mixed up with the wrong causes. Getting we don't know how to respond, and if we don't respond, we're worried about what people are going to say because we didn't respond you understand and and so what everybody is looking for how we are to respond and the thing is we can't get we can't jump on every wagon cuz like i said this this is a long fight right this this ain't a, a moment fight right. this is this has been going on since since slavery yeah. you understand and and unless you're willing to be in a and so you have to if you're going to fight for the moment you can go ahead and fight for the moment. Right. But if you're in something that your, your your main purpose is to bring change, you have to have enough wisdom to know how to pace yourself in a fight. Because yeah. I, I can guarantee yeah. you this, people of God, they are just waiting for things it's to die right. down. Because you ain't going to keep this up for a long time. Right
0: you understand.
1: So so you have to understand and be wise enough to know or let let everybody or get let everybody run their win out. The the first lap of a race in a in a, in a relay race, you let go ahead and get, get and then you get the people on the back end that know how to go in to some doors and bring about some change. Amen. Yeah. Don't get mixed yeah. up with the wrong stuff. Yeah. Hallelujah yes. and this is what they did so now they 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 got mixed up with among the people and now they're like a cake not turned he says uh, the church has become like a pancake that hasn't been flipped there you go. You brown on one side. Don't don't you bring me no no pancake that's brown on one side and got bubbles on the other. And and we don't even know that we haven't been flipped yet. That things are just getting burned on this side. We ain't even it ain't even all the way done yet. So so this is what happens when you operate undone. Strangers devour his strength and he knoweth not, yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, and he don't even know it. He said this, you done got mixed up with the wrong people, you done jumped out, that you're not done, and you have allowed strangers to devour your strength. You are allowing people who are weaker than you, mm-hmm. right, because the church is supposed to be the head, not the tail, right. above, not beneath, Right. to be setting the standard and the stage for where we're supposed to be going but when you allow strangers to sap your strength then you get gray hairs oh my god Mm -hmm. oh my god Just go ahead and pick up your mirror, look in your mirror, and see if you got. I know a lot of you trying to use that, you know, whatever dark and lovely, whatever's your go-to, to to go ahead and try to get the gray hairs out. You can cover it up all you want, but the fact of the matter is, it's still gray. Yeah. I don't care how much you try to dye gray, it can look black, but it's still gray.
0: Yeah.
1: It does not have the nutrients in the hair follicles to be anything other than gray. Now, 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 what does that represent? It means this. It means when you do not operate in obedience and walk in the plans and will and purposes for God in your life, you will come to a place in your life where you find out you are now too old to be doing what you should have been doing when you was younger. Whoa! now it done got real quiet. Amen. Because, I, I, you know, the Bible says that the youth will be used for their strength. But a lot of times we, and that's why you see, you know, what you see now. And we know, we know. That in this fight it's going to take some young people who got some strength, who are not going to waste their time trying to figure out who they are before they get gray hairs wasting time with strangers who have took their strength. Come on. And I'm not saying, you know, not not only that, but gray hair represents in the Bible, it's supposed to represent wisdom. Yes. <laughs> it's supposed to represent the fact that we went through some stuff. You understand? I I, I, I get it, you don't you don't want to look old, but it, it it's nothing like running into somebody with gray hair, but you talking to a fool. Whoa. That the gray hair on your head don't match up with the wisdom that should be in your yeah, character.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you have to give to a generation yeah. with the grades that you have incurred? But now we got, in the church, in the church and in public, oh I know I'm preaching, somebody better help me up in there, cause I feel my help. You got a lot of people with the grade that's still trying to act like they
0: 25.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Sweetheart, them is over. Come on. It's time for you to get some uh, get some people that could sit down underneath your feet and be able to pour some wisdom into them and and be able to tell them about the mistakes you made that help you make it to your great hairs. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I get a? Amen. 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 <laughs> amen. Amen. And so we have to stop this because, because it says this. He, he says, look, he says they 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 go. Here's what they do: they, they're like a dove without a heart. They call to Egypt and they go to Assyria. It means that you you struggle, you go from struggle to struggle. You they, they 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 don't even want to look to God. And the Bible says that we ought to
0: look to God. Our help comes
1: from the Lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, but they didn't. They don't even know that. They, so he says that they're silly. They're like a silly dove. Now, that's that's an oxymoron because the dove is a representation of the Holy Spirit. So while they're, they're operating and they're supposed to be operating in the spirit and the power of God, they're going from Assyria to other places. They're going everywhere but to the source. Of where they're supposed to be getting their strength.
0: Yeah,
1: they're looking to everything. And I told you, that when when we're in a place where we're where, where we're feeling like, why God, where's where's our power? Where's our strength? We cannot look to other sources. We have to stay in this Word of God. Look to Him so that we can draw strength. And so here's what God does as I close. He says, "I'm God says I'm tired of this. I'm gonna bring them down. I'm gonna chase them." Somebody said, somebody better give God some praise
0: yes, because Lord. they didn't even
1: have enough sense to bring their self down. We don't even have enough sense yes. to humble ourselves. But God, God says, I'll let you run around and be a fool for oh so long until I bring you down yeah, myself. Yeah. The Bible says if we do not humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will humble us. Yeah. And a lot of times we look at that as, Lord, I don't want you to humble me. But I thank God that even when I don't have enough sense to humble myself, that he will humble me. That the Bible says he yeah. only chases oh. who he loves. Yeah. Woo. So even in in, in us not going right and doing the right thing, God will step in right on time,
0: bring us down, and chasing us.
1: is that Ephraim would look to him to call to him. But he says in this text as you read and you see they don't even after they're chasing him they don't even have enough sense to go ahead and say God forgive me wash me cleanse me church it is time for us to repent and to turn back and to go back to our first works. Just because we've been in this struggle it is not an excuse for us to just do whatever it is we think we need to do. We have to know That God is getting his church right and he says I need you to look to me to repent to turn away to get back in line because God will not dishonor his covenant. So we have to understand that we are people of covenant and stop looking to other lovers. Stop looking to other things. Stop looking to other people, other places, and get in line with what God has called us to do. That is the only way we are going to bring about a real change in the things that is, listen, y'all know me. I, I am beyond mad about what I see. And I thank God for wisdom. That, that has given me some type, because cause there was a time you wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have to think about whether or not I was going to be out there in them streets at about this time. But God has brought me to understand, and after seeing so many people jump on stuff and never really complete stuff, it's like you get tired yeah. of bringing, bringing people to a place of, okay, so we go out and march, then what next? What's next? I mean Martin Luther King Martin but what what after the march? How, how do you how do you because if, if nobody's afraid of COVID right now what we need to do and what the only really good things I've been hearing is we need to understand we have to vote. We have to do, you cannot change stuff by screaming but from you. We only change stuff at grass level roots and then you make it to the top. We don't got people that know, half people don't even know who's the aldermen in their own wards. We don't vote for, we don't go to nothing. We don't hear, let our voices be heard in nothing. All we got do is get pissed off and get mad. Yeah. You understand? And so we we have to vote, and and it is important that once we get in there, once we vote, then we have to be a part of what we say we want change to be. And that's going to take sacrifice.
0: Out of our comfortable, air-conditioned house
1: getting up out of our nice BMWs, our nice Cherokee Jeeps, our nice Audis, our nice whatever, coming outside and going into the struggle where the struggle is. And until people are ready to do that, then people need to keep their mouth shut. And I'm going to say this. As your pastor, when I see the level of of faithfulness it takes to to bring about a change at a level like that you weigh it against the level of faithfulness you see in your church yeah yes you you understand what I'm saying yeah. and, I, and i and 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 i've been getting, and, and and I thank God for those who put the favor. But I, but I get, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting ideas from people. I'm getting texts from people about, you know, what other people are doing and what other ministries are doing and what everybody's putting their hands to. And it's,
0: it's wonderful. I am not against, you
1: know, linking up and getting involved and up with other people that doing great work. But. We have to be a ministry that first supports our own ministry. Y'all better hear me. You You better hear me. But because we can't even get people to come to our own stuff. I have no problem getting out there in the community had heading up a march, heading up a sit down, heading up anything, taking I will empty the bank account and feed this community. That is never an issue for me. The issue is how many of us will be faithful to a work that needs to go on long, long term. Amen. And we have yet yes, to get yes, this.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: That's truth. And even in this, even even in even in what we see, this is this is the this is the church we we've seen since since we've went into a place of of online ministry, not being able to go into a building. That these are the statistics of our ministry. Every week we we see about average fifteen people on Zoom, right? And then we got about a good maybe five that tune in on there. So averaging on a week, we got 20 people, right? We go to, when we were having service in the building, y'all know it, on a given Sunday, we average 25, 30 people, right? We ask the people to come and to be faithful with the things that we're doing. I thank God for you, I that is never the question. Right. I just want you to see what the, what the realness of ministry is them 20 people, right, we, we may have out of them 20 people, I ain't, going on, I ain't going on no tangent. I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of that's work true. to be done.
0: Yeah.
1: But don't don't Amen. don't just talk about it if you're not gonna be a part of it. That's what I I'm talking about. That, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Cause I just we were just on with, with our with our presiding bishop. <laughs> Bishop Wendell Thompson, we were just talking to him and he was sharing with me yesterday on here it is, you know, and you, everybody up here knows the pain that rips through his body. You you, you know the back pain and the things that he, he deals with on a daily, daily basis. But yeah, and, see, and I, I don't even know how old is Uncle Wendell. He's what, sixty. He's 67. 67 years old. So, 67 years old, yesterday morning, up at 4 o'clock in the morning, started his day in the middle of a men's group doing the same thing I have to do still sometimes on the minute or on any type of meeting text people where you at what's going on he's texting everybody he has to get in this car he said I have to get in my car then I have to go over here we have to go pick up these people then we have to make sure these people are up we have to head out to Camden we have to get everything ready for the outreach and we have to be out there this is 67 years old got excruciating back pain all day long and he's still fighting the same fight with the same Numbers of people that he has to, but still know that the good fight has to go on. And and and, ladies and gentlemen, that's where I take my cues from. And he said, he pretty much tell you that I don't care. I will I will empty the bank account to go feed the homeless and do the work because that is the heart of him and the ministry, as is my heart and the heart of our ministry. You understand? But we we we, we got work to do. We got work to do. And if we've already been fighting with you know people being faithful and hungry to be ready to get out there, now we got corona to just give everybody uh, you know. And, and I get it, but that's just another thing that the enemy throwed in to make everybody feel comfortable about not doing anything. We 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 gotta we got work to do, and I don't want to be the bat on the backside of the worst. Amen. So with that with that being said. I am putting together. uh, I am putting together. My God has been putting on my heart something for the kids because I know the kids have a voice and they want to say something. But I won't. I wouldn't want to bring my children into a protest where I know it could go hostile and left in a minute. You understand? So I wouldn't want to do that, but I, I do want to, uh, to to be able to bring the children together so that they can be in a safe place, to let their voices be heard and, and get an understanding on why the things are going on. So um, keep, keep that in prayer, because I, I know that announcement will soon um, be coming. Um, but that's, that's where we are. So, and I did, like I said, I shot an email to the Bridges of Hope and we will see about getting linked up with the work that they're doing as well. So, um, and whatever that requires. So once I hear back from them, we'll know how we need to move and, um, and just be prayerful about the things that we're doing. Reach out to the other members of this ministry who have not been online, who have, who have been missing um you know sister sister Alexis um uh, and, uh, just uh, just uh, a few of them that, that we want to get back linked up sister Shamia um a few that just come to mind if you just continue to reach out but we, we got we got work we got work to do amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: Monday fast. Amen. Remember the Monday fast. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. 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 Be good out there. I know a lot of us got allergies and these allergies out here and not playing around. My Lord, um, probably could hear it in my voice, but I love you all. Amen, Brother Drew. Brother brother, sister John, Amen. And let's continue I pray that you don't wait to We pray, Father God, that you would continue to just cover us and, and bless us and keep us as we line up in obedience to your will. Help us to go back to study this word that you've given to us so that we can walk in the favor that you designed us as a church to have. We know that now more and more than ever, there's opportunity and doors open for the church to serve. So God, we're just praying, God, that you would give us wisdom in how we move. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace. Amen. Grace and peace. Grace and
0: peace. Love you all. Have a good week. Grace and peace. Amen.
1: Good word. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor.
1: Thank you. Amen.
0: Good night, everyone on band. Love y'all.